guardian angel sent from heaven to rescue me. The episode's up to here are safe. Hurry back to the SoundCloud, understand? Pardon, but what is your name? I'm my best friend's game. The podcast. The podcast. All right, uh, welcome back to another episode of My Best Friend's Game. Uh, I'm your host for this month, Max Sims. I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts. Tim Zamanigan. And Evan Ledesma. Nice. Quick note, sorry, my name is Max York now. I ah, get so used to podcasting okay. it's that it's I... Uh, it's okay, it's okay. The show it could be a professional working name, Max yeah, Sims. Yeah, is, is, what's, your, what's your office name? Yeah, well... I, <laughs> It's still the same. I don't know. I don't know about the transition there. I don't know. We'll 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 see. I haven't I haven't yeah. given it a lot of thought. I guess. Yeah, we'll, we'll you fix have it plenty of time to figure it out. <laughs> the, the rest, rest of, of your, your life. life. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so it's a uh, it's been a while since our last proper actual episode recording, um, though not that long since our last recording. So uh, I'd like to you know go through as we normally do and talk about the games that we've been playing since our last recording, which was just yeah, yeah, yeah. I think about two or three weeks ago. Yeah, um, we did pretty well this time. Yeah. This time. Uh, this time. I mean, I've been playing a lot since then, but I'll let somebody else go first. Uh, Tim, do you want to start I'll, off? I'll start us off. Yeah, so um, I have been pretty much breaking in my Switch um, oh, yeah. last... Well, I mean, the last couple of months, really, but uh, last few weeks, especially, I actually tried a few new games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing Fire Emblem. I'm almost done, I think. Uh, me and Evan <laughs> have been talking about this. Uh, it Towards the end, it kind of starts dragging a bit because mm-hmm. in the beginning half of the game, you're like, you know, you're a professor at this... Uh, you know, mercenary university. Thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unclear. Um, but you know, there's segments of exploring the church and the university, and also uh, like teaching your students, right? So it makes sense in the context of the first part of the game. But the second part of the game, uh, spoilers, I guess. Um, you know, you do come back to that monastery, but it's like it's you know, it's not really an institution of learning anymore. It's just kind of like the bombed out cathedral. But you're still like spending time teaching your students and exploring. But there's like way fewer people to talk to, way fewer things to do, and it just mm-hmm. kind of like you know, you go in and you just kind of look around, and there's not a lot to do. I yeah. don't, it feels weird that it's still a part of the game in the mm-hmm. second part of the game. I guess is what I'm saying. And the unfortunate really, part for you really is slows it down. You have like so Black Eagles ends at like chapter. 18 or something and then you have how many right. like 20 i have five more chapters which yeah. is like five more months that's, I assume, that's a lot that's still a lot of game a left yeah. yeah so yeah i've started like doing some of the automated processes that i kind of scoffed at in the beginning there's like an <laughs> auto instruct option where it'll just kind of like you know make maybe the best choices for you for teaching your students and at first i'm like I'll never do that. I have a hands-on approach, but now it's just like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. I'm teaching these kids, whatever. <laughs> they all have A ranks in their primary yeah, weapons, and all of a sudden I'm just like trying to decide if I should teach my mage how to punch things. It's like, they're uh, not kids no, anymore. You know? They're damn adults. Yeah. So learn on they're, your own. <laughs> they've killed. Um, that being said, it's still an excellent game. I still enjoy it quite a bit, but uh, moving past Fire Emblem, I've tried several kind of like smaller games on the Switch recently, and there's Ooh. been some pretty interesting titles. Um, I played Heave Ho with some friends. Have you guys played Heave Ho at all or heard about it? Yeah. It's cool. Uh, it's hard to explain, but basically you are a... Uh, mm, 
you're a head uh-huh. with arms, <laughs> and each one of the um, the the sticks on the Joy-Con, I guess. Well, let me think about that. Mm, no, okay. So <laughs> the way you move your Joy-Con is the way the arms move of your character, uh-huh. and then each one of the triggers is a different hand grabby. So uh-huh. the right trigger will grab with the right hand, left trigger will grab with the left hand. Uh-huh. Basically, the whole game is like you're trying to grab a ledge with the right hand, swing over with the left, grab with the left, swing over to the right, grab with the right. Interesting. Um, and just kind of navigate these obstacles and stuff. And sometimes it's like momentum-based. You're like swinging yourself and letting go at the right time to kind of mm-hmm. fling yourself places, which is fun. But the real fun comes when you're playing with like two to three or four people because you're all climbing over each other. You're all hanging on to each other's limbs. You're like mm-hmm. forming these giant chains where like I'm holding someone's left hand with my right hand and someone else's right hand with my left hand. And like one person's holding on to the thing and trying to swing all of us in this crazy uh, like rope swing all the way to the other end. And it's huh. it's chaos. Um, and it is difficult sometimes because of the chaos, but I think it succeeds because it's still fun in spite of that. I think mm-hmm. that games like, um, you know, I'm trying to think of games that kind of suffer from co-op. Like I think Mario games that have introduced mm-hmm. co-op mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of mixed results. Like it's kind of fun for a little bit, but at a certain point you're like, it's too much. I need to focus on the objective, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. But honestly, we were just, we were goofing off. We were finishing the levels. We were goofing off and just like, just trying our best. And it was a blast. So highly recommend Heave Ho. I think that one's only like 10 bucks in the store. So mm-hmm. now you have um, my if you have some friends. Yeah, even one or, if you have one other person, it's funny. If you have two other people, I'd say it's even better. But yeah, for sure. Um, what else? Untitled Goose Game. Untitled Goose Game. Um, <laughs> Untitled Goose Game. Game. Um, Untitled Goose Game is super fun. I haven't gotten like, well, I was going to say I haven't gotten too far, but I'm probably a little over halfway. It's mm-hmm. it's not a long game, but, no. um, and there's not a lot to say about it. You're mm-hmm. a goose that is purposely causing yeah. chaos and trouble the for everybody around you. The internet will speak for you on that, like, yeah, everyone's You've probably this game. seen the memes. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, it's a lot of fun it's just kind of you it's one of those games you kind of play it and it's like yeah there's like it's definitely leaning on the novelty factor pretty hard but it's like Mm -hmm. extremely cute uh really like it looks really good too and just the music's really cool like it's very minimalist until you start causing problems and then like you know the piano keys kind of start going you know it's very it's really well presented i'd say Mm -hmm. um mechanically can be a little clunky sometimes which is like the knock i would give against it but i think overall i had a really good time playing it so far so Mm -hmm. um and this is more games than i usually have but i've been like kind of trying a few but uh, i also played um sayonara wild hearts oh yeah so it's also for the apple arcade i believe Yes, that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, so I like it. I will say that it's, and I think this has been a, a criticism that it's like it's not too much. It's more of like a visual experience than it is mm-hmm. like a game. Mm-hmm. Um, like there's mechanics, like you're steering yourself and stuff, and you're like like moving from side to side, collecting like hearts as you're moving through this course. Right. It's kind of hard to to genre it necessarily, but. Um, you know, when you die, you immediately kind of pick back up a few, like, a few measures of music back. Because it mm-hmm. is a rhythm game, sort of. Uh, okay. um, yeah. But Thank at you. a certain point, it'll ask you, like, hey, is this too hard? You want to just skip this part? And Which I never have, but... Um, 
I, I'd say so far my critiques are that it's fun, but I wish it was more of a rhythm game because it's kind mm-hmm. of freeform. You're guiding your motorcycle like left to right in mm-hmm. on these courses. And there's like timed jumps to the rhythm, but the timed jumps don't happen often enough for me. That I want to uh, be able to play the rhythm game, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, but visually, it looks amazing. Like I'm just like, if you have it on a, a big TV, and it's just like you're going down these rainbow tunnels and this neon skyscape, and it's nice. just it looks really cool. And the the music's cool too. Um, not necessarily my cup of tea. It is kind of like pop electronic mm. kind of mix, but. Uh, it works for what it's trying to do, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, style points, for sure. Uh, I'm still... I haven't beaten it yet, so my, my judgment's being reserved. But it's fun, I'd say. Hmm. Yeah. I would That's say cool. that Heave Ho... No. Untitled Goose Game, followed by Heave Ho, followed mm. by Sayonara Wild Hearts are probably my recommendations for, gotcha. for the last couple of weeks. So. Hmm. Um, that's me. That's you. Evan? Um, let's see. Since last time I have introduced... The game um, uh, Return of Oberdin, and so I've been oh. playing that a little bit more. Um, Wait, I, is that already out on Switch? No, I've been playing it on my work computer. Okay. <laughs> so, All right. so I was Steam. like, I missed that. Shoot. Yeah, I don't know when it comes out, but hopefully soon. Um, but it's gone to this month. Oh well, maybe it's going to be randomly assigned to us. Maybe. Mm. No, maybe not. Um, but anyway, it'll be in the next episode. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Um, I've gotten to the point where I've experienced like the entire story and now I have to like fill in all the blanks, which seems pretty daunting right now. Uh, but as you figure out uh, in groups of three, the, the fates of three people, then then they'll tell you what you get right. Um, so that's cool. Um, so I'm just slowly getting through all the crew members to see how they finish their lives uh out at sea and it it kind of it gets kind of crazy after a little bit you're just in the beginning you're like oh, okay this is simple there's a lot of piratey stuff going on here like i've, I've seen my my share of pirate stuff and then it gets crazy <laughs> you're like oh oh okay interesting we're, we're going there all right that's cool uh, i'm down for this oh, no. um, where are we going <laughs> the deep ocean um but anyway that's good (laughs) and i've also been playing this really bad but really good gundam game that's come to the states um Uh, so it's gundam Gundam battle operation 2 um fun story i played the first one on a japanese account on my ps3 because it didn't come to the states um and it's it's fine like it's a fine team-based shooter there's you play six players against six players there's objectives you have to do and you kill each other you get points like it's fine but it's really like a, a gotcha game at its heart and core so you're just like collecting all these these gundams and mobile suits as you go along and that's where they got me and josh shout out to josh <laughs> that's really gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's that's basically been a pretty pretty light late month i'd say besides the games we had to play all cool. right uh, so I, uh, went back and I played Alan Wake, which is a game that has been on my two oh. playlist for a very long time. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I played it because I also started playing Control, which is also by Remedy, the, uh, Finnish developer who also did Max Payne, uh, or at least the first two Max Payne. Uh, and oh. Alan Wake is an interesting game. I feel like it tries... <laughs> a lot harder than it succeeds. Um, I did, I did enjoy it overall, um, but it definitely has some 
mm, like polish, <laughs> la- lack of oh, polish. polish. I mean, I guess it was a game from it was a game from 2011. It's a uh, yes, Tim. Well, I just wanted to refresh my memory what the gimmick is. Something about oh. being a writer. So and you're maybe something about a flashlight. Yeah. Flashlight, so basically, yeah. the whole I mean, the the writer thing is more. It's just the story is Alan Wake is a writer whose like story okay. is coming to life, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, or it, uh, it, the story gets weirdly complicated. Uh, but uh, <laughs> the gameplay is that enemies are damaged by light, so you have a flashlight that's constantly running mm-hmm. out of batteries, but shining it on enemies weakens them. To the point gotcha. that you can then shoot them and kill them. Uh, <laughs> the gameplay kind of, I mean, like, it was an interesting concept, I guess, but it didn't really go much of anywhere mm. with it, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun to, like, you had a limited stock of flares, which are, like, if you can imagine a light grenade, but it doesn't mm. hurt you. So you're just, like, you're waiting till the enemies are almost on top of you, and then you open up the flare, and it's, like, and they're, you know, screeching that's pretty and cool. blinded. Yeah. And dispersing. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, that's cool. Yes, you get back, you horrible creatures. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Alan Wake, it was <laughs> like, I feel like I liked the game despite itself. Okay. Um, and, and I like like it. It got me with its story. And so I was invested in the plot and I mm-hmm. I liked where it ended up going. It didn't go exactly where I thought it was going to go. Um, but I, what was really cool is that there's actually a lot of callbacks to Alan Wake in control. Um, okay, that's cool. That make you feel good for playing Alan Wake, but Control is actually like I feel like Control is actually a really good game with also an intrig- a really intriguing story and premise. Okay. It's basically mm-hmm. like Men in Black for adults. <laughs> oh man! Uh, except that it's I've not read instead, that of, instead of instead of aliens. <laughs> Will Smith. Uh, instead of instead of aliens, it's just a uh, it's like you're dealing with like weird interdimensional items and stuff mm-hmm. uh just weird paranormal cool. stuff um but yeah control has really good i mean it's a third person shooter uh but you have like this magic gun that can morph into a bunch of different guns basically uh uh-huh. and just the guns devil may cry really good <laughs> not exactly although i feel like if, if devil may cry was a western made third person shooter like mm-hmm. that's about as maybe close okay. as you okay. I, uh, all right except that it's all not right, it's not that. trying to be devil may cry it's its own thing uh-huh. it's more like I never actually played this game, but I heard a lot of comparisons to PsyOps because you do have, like, mm-hmm. you can, like, telekinesis guys or throw mm-hmm. stuff at them, uh, mm-hmm. stuff sure. like that. So uh, I've been really looking forward to trying Control. Yeah. I mean, everybody. Thing is, like, I went from me knowing absolutely nothing and never hearing about it to it coming out and, like, everybody's talking yeah, about it. Like, I, I didn't don't know where know, it came yeah. from. I didn't know anything about it before it came out. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like their their previous game, Quantum Break, which I'd be interested to play now, mm-hmm. uh, like, I feel like I heard a lot about that before it came out, and then it came out and it seemed like nobody cared. Uh, mm-hmm. So I'm interested to go back and try that one uh, at some point. I but... wasn't expecting to care, I guess. So. Yeah, no, ne- yeah. neither was I. I was like, oh, those Max Payne guys, they're, they're still doing stuff, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> they're still around. Slow-mo, gun stuff. Is that cool? Um, did you finish it, Max, he said? Uh, yeah, I actually just yeah, finished it back. last night. The ending mm-hmm. did feel a little bit rushed, but like the way mm-hmm. that the story ends up, like you can still kind of continue it. It is kind of an open-world ish game Mm -hmm. uh interesting so there's still like open world stuff to do and missions i haven't done so i intend Mm -hmm. to go and do those i don't know if there's going to be some like more final ending after but Mm -hmm. even if even if the game just ended right here i would still say probably my second favorite game of the year Mm. after mario after mario maker and like 
That uh, that and Link's Awakening, I'm waiting for a discount, and then I'll uh, I'll jump on that. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like Link's Awakening is great, but I already I played the right. Yeah. Original. I haven't so played I'm it like, though. I, I haven't played the original. Yeah. So, Neither so, have I. So, so for I'll you guys, Link's Awakening is yeah. gonna be great. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but for me, so I'm cute. like, yeah, I played it before I. <laughs> Uh, I got but my other mind than that, I, in the nineties, man. I uh, I went on vacation last uh, last week, or vacation slash work trip, um, and I limited myself to only bringing my DS and PSP. Uh, okay. I mean, three DS. Uh, so I'm, you know, just living in the past. But uh, I had oh, a man. lot of fun with Metal Gear Acid Two, which oh, is the man. like t- Metal Gear <laughs> game, but it's a tactics deck building game. Um, okay, it's just. I feel like they had a good gameplay loop in there and like turning the gameplay of Metal Gear Solid into a like turn based tactical and card based game. Mm-hmm. It just works for me. The game is like I think it's a little bit too kind of complicated for it to be like a really good tactics game. But it's mm-hmm. fun seeing how they like shoehorned all these Metal Gear tropes or in like gameplay stuff into a card game. Like there's a card mm. for hanging off of rails, for example. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like <laughs> it gets cool. weirdly specific. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> and the story is kind of just like a it's like they just put Metal Gear Solid story in a blender and just kind of uh, none of the characters <laughs> are the same. You're a different snake, but who looks kind of the same. Uh, the story is kind yeah. of a throwaway, but I, I really like the gameplay of it. Uh, so I had mm. a lot of fun with that as well as the PSP port of Guitaru Man, uh, which is, oh, man. I think, one of my favorite rhythm games ever. Um, it's a really short and pretty simple game, but it just, like, it's all about, like, guitar duels, basically. Uh, and it's just, you just get really into it. I don't know. I, I, I really hmm. like Guitaru Man. Uh, I always thought the, the style of Guitaru Man was really cool. It's got a really like, cool, yeah. It's like, like, I like Parappa the Rapper, but I think mm-hmm. Guitar Man's like a little bit cooler and better. A little higher. Yeah, uh, yeah. Both in gameplay and in style. Uh, I mean, I like Parappa the Rapper, especially the second one a lot. Uh, but I, Guitar Man, if, if we're going to go with Japanese cartoony rhythm games, it's going to be Guitar Man. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be Guitar important Man. Important genre. Well, it just, and it just feels so good to man. play. Like, yeah. even though you're just, play, you're just playing with, a, it's just basically a, the directional stick and a button. And you're mm-hmm, just doing yeah. rhythm, you know, rhythm-based tapping of the button with that. Mm-hmm. But, like, they make it feel so good. Like, the and visual flares like, are It's just like awesome. you're playing a guitar solo. Wow. You know, and, the, and this and was you're still... you're a man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is kind of what the story is about. Wow. Because you're, okay. like, you're this boy, but then he gets the guitar and he becomes guitar oh, man. Oh, okay, that's pretty cool. Have I, have I played Guitar Man Yes, we, we played Guitar Man once. Uh, at my yes, home. it was at your house. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. it's a cool game. It's a cool, cool game. game, and I wish it was more widely available because it's only available, I believe, the physical copy on PS2 or PSP. I don't think it's ever digital, unfortunately. Right. So maybe someday. Maybe someday we'll get the we'll get a sequel that for guitar, the Switch. That Guitar Man part. I just want a port. Like it's a good game already. You don't need to make a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been playing. So cool. Hmm. All right. Pretty pretty good last couple of weeks sounds pretty like. Pretty good last couple of weeks for everybody. Yeah. For everybody. <laughs> Robots for everybody. <laughs> Cut that joke. <laughs> Did he say robots for everybody? Because it's oh, robots yeah, everyone. for everyone. On its own, not accurate. Yeah, okay. Anyway. I'd leave it in, but Rip Cubics. Rip cu- <laughs> Thank you.
All right, so moving along to the game that I assigned this month, it's Castlevania Rondo of Blood, or Akumajo Dracula Chino Rondo, as uh, you call Akuma. it in Nihonga. Rondo of Blood, yes. Rondo of Blood. Yeah. <laughs> Akuma of Blood. Well, Aku- Akumajo Dracula's Devil Castle Dracula. Uh, <laughs> so Rondo of Blood is an action game developed and published by Konami, uh, originally for the PC Engine CD. Uh, back in 1993, which I just did the math, and that was uh, 26 years ago, so uh, quite an old game here. I think, this, I don't know which came out first in 1993, this or Mega Man X, but this might be the oldest game we've uh, we've had on the podcast. Mm, that hmm. could be true. Interesting. It could be true. They were both 93, so. Um, oh, this is a sequel. I think this is the fourth, it's either the fourth or fifth, sorry, fifth or sixth. Uh, like original series Castlevania game. The series timeline has quickly gotten very muddled with the number of, especially remakes of the first game. Um, But this was one of the three 16-bit Castlevania titles. The other two being Super Castlevania 4 on the Super Nintendo and uh, Castlevania Bloodlines on the Genesis. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know we talked a little bit about uh, Super Castlevania 4 because Evan was playing it on his Super Nintendo Classic. Um, But Mm -hmm. I'll I'll, I'll ask you more about that a little bit later. Yeah, of course. Um, So I kind of wanted to get into this with kind of an introduction to Castlevania uh, and or just kind of ask you guys, what is your experience? uh, What has your experience been with the Castlevania series? I know you guys have at least played a Castlevania game each in mm-hmm. the past. So, uh, yeah, uh, I played the original Castlevania, um, not on NES. I think it was a port on the. I want to say on the Wii U. Does that sound right? Maybe virtual. Oh, console. It was released yeah. on every virtual console, I believe that there has been. Right. So yeah, I, I played and I beat the original Castlevania. Um, it was <laughs> that was also a hard game. Um, <laughs> yep. But thankfully, there was uh, there was like save states and stuff on yeah. the on the port. But I didn't I didn't cheese it, you know. Like I wanted to like beat it legit. So you know, I, I think I only made save states at like the beginnings of levels and stuff like that. It just saved me a trip to the like the title screen or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked Castlevania. Um, there's a lot of things about the original Castlevania that I also like about Rondo of Blood. Very similar things in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and also, um, my roommate in college got the Castlevania game for, I want to say it was like, at the time it would have been like Xbox 360 or something. It was mm. like that, Lords of like Shadow? three, it was like, it was, you know, it was, it didn't look like Castlevania. Yeah. Was it, it, like, was it was God of War-esque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just remember like an early level. Yeah. He was like on a horse, and like there was other guys on horses like next to him, and he was like whipping a chain around <laughs> him, and it's just it did not look like what Castlevania whatsoever. Yeah. But yeah, um, so yeah, that one only that one looked like a pretty average action game versus like a very tight like platformer mm-hmm. action game that the original was, and also I would argue Rondo of Blood is. So that's my experience. Mm. Uh, yeah, my experience is only playing Castlevania 4 on the SNES Classic. There were save places you could just restart the game at. Uh, so I would cheese some bosses if I w- was getting really frustrated. Um, <laughs> and I, I really enjoyed 4, like, a lot, because I felt like... I mean, we'll probably get into this a lot more, but I felt like mm. there was always, like, a nice little trick that I discovered to bosses, and then I would like win 
and that felt really good. Like for <laughs> yeah, winning is nice. Yeah. Winning feels good when you're when you're smart for a second, only a second. Um, there's like there, I remember there's like a boss, and I just realized like he had a he had a blind spot basically in front of him, so I just like stayed in front of him and just kept whipping him. Um, yeah, I just had a great great time with that game. That's basically my history. All right. And that is it. Uh, so for me, I always heard of you know Metroidvania being a thing, mm-hmm. and Symphony yeah. and I, the Night being like the Vania in Metroidvania. Uh, so that was actually the first Castlevania that I played. Uh-huh. I think about ten years ago, um, mm-hmm. and I liked it. But I was like, yeah, man, Super Metroids. I prefer Super Metroid. <laughs> mm-hmm. If it's going to be Symphony of the Night's the one that everybody's like swears by, yes. right? Like they yes. love that one the most, and yes. typically. I like. Don't get me wrong. I liked Symphony of the Night, mm-hmm. but I think in terms of if I'm if I'm holding that up to Super Metroid, it's going to be Super Metroid. Uh, but they are okay. different games. Uh, their Symphony of the Night is much more. Uh, you get a lot more kind of freedom, and there's a lot more just like numbers going up. Whereas Super Me- <laughs> Super Metroid nice. is. There's there's pretty much there's very few numbers in Super Metroid. Uh, <laughs> Symphony of the Night's much more RPG ish, and there's just so mm-hmm. much more stuff in it. Um, but regardless, so I played that, and then I was like, I like that, but like I I am interested in this in the original Castlevania, you know, because I've I'd heard that it's it's a totally different kind of game. It's more just a straightforward, you know, mm-hmm. linear action game like your Mega Man's or your Mario's. Uh, and I was like. I felt like it was a big blind spot for me in terms of NES games I hadn't played. Uh, mm-hmm. So eventually I got the uh, Game Boy Advance port of the NES Castlevania and played through that. Uh, and I liked it. And I was like, OK, I like this. I want more of this. Uh, mm-hmm. So then I eventually I played Castlevania 3 on the NES. I played Super Castlevania 4 on the Super Nintendo. I got Bloodlines mm-hmm. on the Genesis. Um, but none of them I really liked as much as the original. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was like, that's kind of weird that they like, n- to me, at least never really <laughs> never got better. <laughs> and to be fair, I never I don't think I ever really gave Castlevania three a fair shake because I, I do think mm-hmm. that's generally regarded as similar to one, but better. It has mm-hmm. four playable characters you can switch between, um, mm-hmm. but is generally similar to one, number one. Uh, and then I played Rondo of Blood and I was like, ah, uh, uh, here's the good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> this is that. OK. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, and I I played that originally on the, uh, there was a PSP remake of the game in, like, 2.5D, you know, where they have 3D models on a Mm -hmm. 2D plane. It was an okay remake. The original is way better and feels a lot better. Um, Sure. But the original was an unlockable bonus in that PSP uh, version, Uh, and then they since ported it to the PlayStation 4, which is, I assume, where you guys played it. Mm -hmm. Yep. Um, but yeah, Rondo of Blood is for me, one of my favorite games of all time. I believe it's my seventh favorite game of all time. Damn, uh, that's high. Where was, where was DP? Where's DP? Deadly Premonition is more like number, oh, uh, that's like 12, I think. Rondo of Blood okay. is definitely above Deadly Premonition. Okay. Uh, and what it comes down to is just the the action of the game and the feel of the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really think they did a great job of in this game is there's so much you can do. And this was originally a game on a controller that only had two buttons. The PC Engine, or Turbo mm-hmm. Graphics as, uh, as it was called in America, uh, only had mm-hmm. two buttons on the controller. It basically looked like a, an NES controller. Um, so 
I'd like to just kind of go over the controls here and why mm-hmm. I like yeah, this please. so much. So, <laughs> and, and just how much you get out of it. So your original Castlevania, let's, let's start at the beginning. Uh, NES uh-huh. Castlevania, you had two buttons. You have jump and you have attack. Uh, you can move, you know, left or right, crouch. Uh, there's you know up doesn't do anything so that's really five different inputs uh but pressing up and attack uses your special weapon that you may have at the time uh but then rondo of blood takes this and does so much more with it because after you whip in rondo of blood you can keep the whip button pressed uh and then Mm -hmm. you can walk backwards uh and just a lot of the game so much of the game is built on just these like the nuances in your movement and attacks um if you double tap the jump button, you also do a like backflip maneuver, uh, yeah. which <laughs> I played through this game all the way through. The first time I played it, I didn't know you could backflip because uh-huh. I did it on accident. I, did it on a few accident. Times, I was like, oh, I need- that's cool. <laughs> and then I needed it for a late, late boss. Yeah, fight. Realized, it didn't come up yeah. a lot, but it was cool that I could do it. Well, yes. and so I love that backflip so much. I just I like I, I'll do it to like cross any gap that I can just to look cool. <laughs> just to look because cool you do it when, once you do the backflip, you you you're you know propelled backwards a significant amount, but then you also slide a little bit, and uh-huh. during that yeah, slide, slide you can cool. start whipping. The you game just whipping. feels. I feel like it's just a, it's a miracle of 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 like economic game feel. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, um, I didn't know okay. that it was just only two buttons for the console. So that's, that's interesting. Yeah. And so that does, although that does beg the question for me, there is the item crash. How did you item crash? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I'm thinking that was probably the, like the select button, uh, mm-hmm. on the, oh. on the PC engine. Cause, uh, games, like if you ever played the original punch out, there's like a mm-hmm. special mm-hmm. uppercut punch that you do by pressing start, which like, Hmm. That's weird. I mean, yeah, it's weird. It's weird. But that was they they <laughs> yeah. like needed that like they needed that extra button and and you can't mm-hmm. pause punch out I guess or maybe select maybe select is pause. <laughs> you can't pause you can't punch pause. out. <laughs> pause out. Um, but yeah, so I mean, I guess I haven't actually talked about what you really do in Rondo of Blood or what the story is. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> story. Hit us yes. with that story. story. Yeah. <laughs> so the story is the same as. <laughs> pretty much every Castlevania. Later Castlevanias would start to do a little bit of stuff with their story. And actually, uh, the one that you were talking about, Tim, uh, Lords of Shadow, actually like had a big twist at the end uh, that I won't spoil, though I don't know why, because who's going to play? It turns out you're Dracula. What? Yeah. Uh, but anyway, this was before Ooh, that. A spike on the uh, this was before the era of big twists in in Castlevania. Um, oh. So the story is Dracula's getting resurrected again, and you have to go stop him. Uh, you are Richter Belmont, another guy with the last name Belmont, uh, who's come to kill Dracula. The cooler Belmont. The cooler Belmont. Yeah. Uh, as there was Simon previously, or I don't, I don't even know. There's there's like twenty mm-hmm. different Belmonts uh, throughout the history of Castlevania. Yeah. Um, uh, but one thing that is different about this Castlevania compared to at least every other Castlevania except for Bloodlines is that there are two main characters you can play as. There's Richter or there's an unlockable character, uh, Maria, who is a mm-hmm. demon hunter who's a little girl. Um, mm-hmm. And Maria is actually totally OP. Oh, totally OP. Um, oh, my gosh. One thing that mm-hmm. I find interesting, though, you guys both seem to have unlocked Maria in your playthrough. I don't think, like, in my opinion, she's kind of hard to find. Did you, how did you find yeah, her? I, yeah. I just happened to. Oh. Did you look her up? I, I had to look it up. 
because okay oh because yeah you get her kind you kind of get like a key or something early right yeah. there's a there's yeah. a locked door in like the i want to say the second or third level or yeah. something and I, um, didn't... and I saw that locked door, uh-huh. and I was like, how do I open this? But yeah. thankfully, I died enough in that level, of course, uh-huh. that eventually I kind of picked it up from... Where did I pick it's it up? It's just a random, like, candle. Like, uh-huh. yeah. wanna... and I mean, uh-huh. I just, I'm just whipping those things yeah. all over the place. I whip every candle I, whip everything. I see. This is know? Castlevania. <laughs> yeah, and eventually I was like, oh, this is the key that goes uh-huh. in the locked door. I f- okay, let's oh. open the door. And then uh, she it's... was, so... Yeah. yeah, I had to look it up, so... Uh, yeah, so... Uh, unlike Richter, who has the classic just standard Castlevania commit to the jump or else, uh, Maria actually has a double jump, which kind of trivializes a lot of the platforming in the oh, game. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. She also has, instead of just a single like attack, she throws out these doves that kind of act like boomerangs and they can hurt enemies mm-hmm. as they go out and as they return. Yeah, Deadly it hits like doves. three times, three or four times. It's crazy. Uh and so I didn't actually know this, but she actually takes twice as much damage as Richter, but I never noticed that because she's so powerful. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I thought that was that definitely their attempt at balancing it, but she just does so much damage and is so more maneuverable that it just mm-hmm. does not, it's, yeah. d- it's not balanced whatsoever, no. I don't think. Like, she, I've still, I've died as Maria before, yeah. but, uh-huh, but the number of times where I was like, and for the most part, I played through as Richter, but there were a couple of levels where I'm like, ah, I'm really frustrated. Let's just try this as Maria. And it's like, beat it. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like oh. first or second try. I'm like, okay, <laughs> fine. Yeah. yeah. No, I will admit yeah. the first time I played through the game, I I could not beat it as Richter. I beat it as Maria. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, but okay, yeah. wait, well, wait, let's talk about that for a second. Mm-hmm. You mean the final boss, Dracula? I think so. I honestly don't. Dracula was the easiest boss in the game. I will go on record saying that. <laughs> yeah, everyone well, came before he was, Dracula. <laughs> was more and, difficult. Well, may, maybe it was that I had to switch to her during like the boss that one boss gauntlet kind of thing. Um, yeah, the yeah. gauntlet I used her on honestly. Yeah. Um, I think I could have gotten through it with Richter if I had like put a little bit like just maybe another half an hour or something. But I was just like, no, <laughs> try it, Maria. Yeah. So yeah, I, got that for a couple times. I mean, we can the the basic kind of outline of the game. There's just a series of I think there's like eight levels that you go through. Uh, at mm-hmm. one point, there's a branching path that you can take. So that there are actually, I think, four extra levels you can play through if you go on the other path, as well as each mm-hmm. level um, usually has a split somewhere in it that will lead you to one of two bosses. Um, so there's actually like many different paths that you can go. There are four different, I think, uh, I believe there are four different women you can rescue, uh, mm-hmm. who like Dracula has taken prisoner. Uh, you basically just get a little weird anime cutscene th- with each of those. Uh, th- <laughs> can't skip those. You cannot skip those cutscenes. <laughs> those weird anime cutscenes are unskippable. <laughs> well, and so this you, was, this you was, you gotta sit there. <laughs> don't, don't like, uh, don't hold my feet to the fire on this, but this was one of, if not the first CD-ROM-based uh, video game systems. Uh, I believe uh-huh. it predates Sega CD uh, uh-huh. and 3DO and or Jaguar CD. Uh, yes, okay. <laughs> but uh, so they, so they were uh, they were big. They were big on the cutscenes and they were big on the uh, the music, uh, mm-hmm. which is one thing that I really like about uh, Rondo of Blood compared to mm-hmm. previous Castlevanias. Like mm-hmm. I think previous Castlevanias did fine with what they have, but this one has some like 
nice CD quality audio. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like the songs, the songs are good. Like uh-huh. the first, I don't remember which level it was, but do all the levels have the same music, or is different ones? Different ones for different levels. There's different, different, ones, for different ones for different levels. A lot of them are like remixes of previous Castlevania music yes. too, uh, uh, which I appreciate yeah. as someone who enjoyed Castlevania One and its music. Because um, yeah. like Castlevania One, a lot of the music, like despite it being a horror themed game, like a lot of the music is not creepy at all and just kind yeah. of jams. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like, kind of cool. Yeah. 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 You're just like, yeah, I'm in Dracula's castle. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then this one, this one does tend more to the like guitar and or uh, like orchestral kind of sounding stuff. Although there's a little bit mm-hmm. of like marimba in there and in a couple like in the water levels (laughs) yeah um so uh speaking of the kind of controls and the weapons and stuff um did you have a favorite and least favorite uh sub weapon for yes either either richter or i i I guess pretty easily richter i Uh i don't really play as maria that much like she's fun but like richter is the like yeah, she feels game. like almost uh, an afterthought in the game. She's like, let's just put this awesome character in here and see what happens as a secret, almost. <laughs> you know, just, just a, it's, it's just like a secret. Slapped, it's like if they had slapped Zero into Mega Man X and he was OP. Exactly. It's <laughs> yeah, like exactly. it's not yeah, the real game. The real game is Richter, and so yeah. I, I played a lot more as Richter. Um, my favorite yeah. weapon was probably um, the the vial of holy water. Cause I just like oh, throwing that and then it just like going out in front of you water, and creating the entire like floor. You hit everything that felt mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. Uh, my least favorite was probably the daggers. No, yeah. Knife sucks. Yeah. No yeah. one likes knives. Right? Like, like, you get, I tried like, them you get, for several levels. I'm like, there's gotta be something here that it's not working. Be a better like, way. Screw this. I'm done with it. <laughs> I did find the knives useful in levels like, cause there were some levels where you get the knife and then there were those crows who were somewhat mm, unpredictable. No. And I feel like the I knives were crows, useful because I'm just like, there's a crow right in front of me. Throw the knife. It's dead. Okay. That's <laughs> like, yeah, uh, that's, that's like true. the graveyard, like the yeah. second level or something. Uh-huh. Seven or third. It starts in a graveyard and you were just walking along, minding your own dang business. And these crows are <laughs> trying it. Yeah. That's the only time the knife came we'll in handy there. just because it was the sub weapon available at yes, that time. At time. And I yes. was just like, and after, you know, after dying like 10 times, I'm like, okay, I know there's a crow here. <laughs> <laughs> and like, it's like right when it comes on screen, dead crow, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Knife sucked. I think that was also my <laughs> lesser favorite yeah. of the weapons. Um, yeah. I personally found axe to be the most useful in the most applications. Axe was second for me, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because the thing about the 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 knife is it covers like horizontal space which your whip already does pretty well mm-hmm. but you have these big blind spots above you so mm-hmm. the axe goes in kind of a vertical arc which is kind yeah. of nice for covering your head when you're mm-hmm. moving around so, right yeah. um yeah axe was good uh i would say that the the book that kind of circled around you uh whatever the bible yeah. maybe it is i, I think suppose. it's called the grimoire technically but the grimoire yeah, yeah. But like it spins around you in a circle and the pages fly around uh-huh. you that that had pretty uh specific applications for me but yeah. there was a couple times where i was surrounded by enemies and it really kind of helped me breathe for a yeah minute, but. yeah if you use it in a lot of situations i felt like it would hit the enemy but not kill them so it would just like hit them once right. and then disappear and i'm like oh i felt like i wasted that that weapon yeah yeah yeah. Speaking of wasting weapons, mm-hmm. we mentioned item crash, and mm-hmm. 
I did not use the item crash very much at all. I'm sure that it's like I'm sure maybe I would have had a better um, time with some of the bosses if yeah. I had. And but. and some weapons they have different crashes, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Each yeah. Weapon so has a different some, crash. A yeah. different some crash. Some are better than others. Um, some cost I, more than others. I think it was. Yeah. I don't. I don't remember if this is the alternate alternate route or not. But I think in mission four, I just like ulted with. I, I want to say that the the, the boomerang. Um, uh-huh. And it just like three quartered health the, the the boss and I was like well I'm gonna win now and then I just completely destroyed <laughs> yeah. it I was like okay but how would I have known that okay anyway sorry Max yeah. uh, oh no I was gonna say so I think for me the axe is my favorite sub weapon because of its like Tim said it's really good for vertical stuff like if there's mm-hmm. a crow flying above you. <laughs> Fuck those crows. <laughs> uh, but uh, the cross or the boomerang or whatever you want to call it, uh, I think has the best item crash. Yeah. Uh, so like mm-hmm. a lot of times I would just be like, all right, there's the there's the cross. I'm just going to get that. Hold mm-hmm. on to it until the boss like just, just get all the hearts <laughs> yeah. that I can. And hopefully I'll have two item crashes for the boss. Because uh-huh. uh, like really, that's how I play through this game is to just cheese the boss with item bosses with item crashes. Uh, there's, there's certain bosses that I that I really like and that I have more fun just just playing legitimately. But then there are some mm-hmm. bosses that I don't have as much fun with and I just want them to be over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's. Yes, I would say most of you know, I, I'm having a hard time remembering a few of the earlier bosses, just because we've had this mm. game assigned for a while, and I played through the beginning for of the sure. game a while ago, but yeah. um, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I didn't use item crash as much as I wanted to, on one hand, because I did feel like it was wasteful of my item resources, but mm-hmm. I guess on another hand, too, I was just like, I don't need the item crash, I can beat this guy without uh, it, and yeah. that made me very, very yeah. mad a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it saves no, you see, a lot I'm of like... frustration. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> item crash is key. Well, that's yeah. just like... I think I... I think at the end of the day, I didn't actually beat any bosses with item crash. Oh, wow. I think that's pretty it, good. So, yeah. I feel that's like at the end of the day, of. there's definitely, I feel like there's definitely some bosses in this game that I've never beaten without item crash. <laughs> <laughs> it took a lot of stubbornness <laughs> on my end. So. Uh, but that actually, it, it kind of reminds me of when I play through my favorite game, God Hand. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm not playing it like and making it the hardest for myself that I can. I'm really playing the game and kind of cheesing it so that I can just, like, get through it and get to the parts that I like, you know? Okay, I mean, yeah, Which true. in that game is the combat. Okay. But, like, I, I make, I, like, customize the combat in a way that is easy for me to, like, get the, you know, big damage attacks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Sure. Min-maxing, I guess you call that. Y- you're right? min-maxing. I suppose exactly. so. I'm min-maxing. Oh. So. Yeah. Max is min-maxing. Max is wow. min-maxing. Wow. <laughs> so speaking of the bosses, um, did huh. you have a favorite and or least favorite boss? I'm going to need you guys to maybe like not refresh my memory I, on some of the, the earlier ones. but I, I mean, the first um, one was the wolf man, right? Is that like, the, the first was boss? Was the first boss? Or second that boss? Wasn't the first, it's early. That's the second one, second. I think. The first, oh, then what's the, the first one? one? I, use, I don't know, because like, the way I play the game, I usually go the alternate route, and I think the werewolf mm. guy is on the non-alternate route. <laughs> oh, okay. So here's the thing, yeah, I didn't actually explore, I think, any of the alternate levels. Yes. I, like, I found my route through, and 
I think that maybe if like if I had some space from the game, I might want to go back and try those. But you know, it's it's a labor of love sometimes. <laughs> you know, like it's yeah. pretty brutal. And I'll agree. I I played through the game. I want to say two or three times over the course of several years before I ever went back and like actually I was like, okay, I'm gonna look it up and I'm gonna fight every boss I haven't fought. Uh, mm-hmm. And I got the or I didn't get the platinum trophy because it's it's Rondo of Blood and Symphony of the Night together. So I didn't get. Oh, any, yeah. I got all the Rondo trophies. So. <laughs> That's the important uh, part. Which it's requires, a you know, playing through all the levels with and beating the game with both characters. Uh, but, I mean, I can talk about the bosses. Do you want me to talk about the bosses? <laughs> well, well, Evan, you we brought up the wolf first. The wolf. Was there something about the wolf man? Uh, no, I'm just I'm just trying to remember the ones who who I remember pretty well. I remember there was like um like. Death with a scythe. I'm pretty sure that was that boss. Death was very Death hard. He's hard. It um, was. It wasn't so much the second part. Oh. I, I'll say like I, maybe death was. I don't know if it was the hardest boss, but he was mm-hmm. up there because like the first part, there's just like random sickles that appear all over yeah. the air, and you have to dodge the sickles while you're trying uh-huh. to hit death and. I don't know. It was that was a pain in the ass. Yeah. And then he shows up and he can just like knock you off the side if he wants to. Like, uh-huh, right. It was bold. Like, um, <laughs> it was uh, it was cool, though. It was cool when he showed up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the another boss I, I like. Are we talking about like designs or just like the fight or like both? Uh, I guess. I mean, I'm talking about the fight, like the okay. mechanics of the fight. And because and I didn't really enjoy any of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was just yeah. I was just happy when I beat them. I was like, finally, yeah. this, this dumb boss got him. Like, there's a lot of points. Uh, I guess we'll talk about this more later. But there's a lot of points where like they were just spawn endless things. Um, and my main problem with the game, at least for me, because I played Castlevania Four first, is in Four you could whip upwards, and like right. to take that away from me, it just felt <laughs> like dirty. In that they could be like, okay, now we can do whatever we want above the the, the, the character control, like the character, and, and then that's why I keep so, an axe on me yeah, at all times. That's time. why you're forced to keep an axe, which has limited resource and is kind of dumb, in my opinion, if you're going to go that route. But that's a whole other conversation. Anyway, <laughs> I was just happy when I beat these bosses because they were just so annoying sometimes. But I did enjoy the boss with the like the, the succubus lady on the skull. And she oh, just like yeah. floated around, oh. and then there's like a little lady at the bottom, and then when you defeated her, she just like exploded into hearts, and I thought that was like kind of funny, like comedically for this game. <laughs> it was just like a nice relief yeah. moment where I was like, I did not expect that, and I liked it. <laughs> uh, I feel like uh, I was just thinking, I was just running through the bosses in my head, and I was like, no, that's a cool boss, that's a cool boss, that's a cool boss. But I, mm-hmm. the succubus, I feel like, is actually one of my le- less favorite bosses. Just Let me see. Yeah, here. I don't know if I remember. It was kind of, it was kind of a weird fight. Because mm-hmm. in that one, there's the boss that can damage you for damage, and there's a, and then there's like the second boss who can damage you for hearts. Oh, but, that's uh, right. I love, yeah. I love how this dark wizard's name is Shaft. By the oh, way, did great. anybody catch that? Amazing, Shaft and Shaft's ghost. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean. I'm looking up to see if oh, I can okay. refresh my memory uh, anything else. There was I the will, pile of bones. I will bones. go back to yeah. uh, the bone golem. Bone golem, bone that's golem. it. Bone golem. Bone golem's okay. I, I, bone I, I love the bone golem as a boss. I like uh-huh. it I like it yeah. as a design, but not as a... Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I remember the uh, oh. the boss rush was hard specifically because of the mummy. 
And oh. the mummy would like fill the screen with bandages. Yeah, yeah. you know what and I'm then, talking about. Well, it's like yeah, a flurry of bandages. Where he he has like three moving platforms that can squish you into yes. the side of the wall. Yes. and well, he'll use both of them at the yeah. same time. He'll That's use the not... mummy bandages and then he'll toss the blocks at you, and you're just mm-hmm. too and you're busy like, oh, avoiding the I jumped bandages. off the blocks. Now let me fall on all these bandages that are flying through the air. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, another boss um, was the the headless knight. Do you remember this? I don't know. Was that on the alt route? Perhaps. Maybe. There was like a knight, and he threw his skull head at you sometimes. But then usually he would make the oh, yeah, the like, ceiling like fall on you. Boss. Yeah, that one was fine. I there was nothing like uh, dumb about it. <laughs> so I like I really I like the werewolf. Probably the werewolf and the minotaur are my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the minotaur! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because I feel like it, with those, I like the werewolf because he's roughly the same size as you. Uh, yeah, and he's pretty he mobile. Fun. But like, if you know where he's coming, you can yeah. like anticipate him and throw the right uh, holy water. That was down mostly a very fair fight, which and I also enjoyed that. Now that you mentioned yeah. it, yeah, yeah. Um, I will. I will. I want to double back on saying Dracula was the easiest boss in the game. I think that's true. I mean, it took me like a few times to get him, but once I figured out, like he only has he only has two attacks, yeah. you know, yeah. and then he turns into the big guy and he. Mm-hmm. It's not that much of a threat. No. You just kind of like you just got to you got to be really aggressive with it. You him. just got to Yeah, you got to just finish but, him I mean, off and that was, kills you. So that was basically a remake of the first like Castlevania boss mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. But then so was uh, Super So here's one thing that I don't understand Evan because I've mm. gotten to the end of Super Castlevania 4 and for mm-hmm. the life of me I cannot beat Dracula and I have no <laughs> idea how you were able to do that. I probably <laughs> save scummed it honestly. Okay. <laughs> <But> <laughs> there you go. I, I wouldn't it wouldn't be like that bad where it was like every second I would save scum. Um it was uh-huh. probably at the beginning of the fight. And then also it's kind of my issue with Castlevania where it's like in in like the item really d- determines your fate. Um, like, know. like the item, there could be items that are just like really OP against one boss. Um, so I probably just had a really good combination of like the right item, the right location, and safe scumming on my side. So, yeah. Um, I want to. I don't know, Max, if where you're going with the conversation necessarily, but mm. I did want to mention. As far as werewolf goes, uh-huh. my memories of werewolf. the the werewolf fight uh, kind of. So when I beat the werewolf finally, it took me several like many tries. Like all these bosses, right? Took me yeah. a lot of tries. Mm-hmm. But the last time that I fought the werewolf, I think I beat it like without getting hit. Oh, right? yeah. And right. that's like emblematic of what is satisfying to Castlevania to me mm-hmm. because. You will get your ass beat over mm-hmm. and over in these levels, just making an inch of progress each time before getting like a game over screen and having to start all over. Mm-hmm. But then eventually you get to this like point where like you know the patterns of everybody, you know where everything's gonna be, you understand how the level is set up, mm-hmm. and you can get to the final boss eventually, sometimes like barely getting touched and still having all right. your lives intact and uh-huh. then that's when the real fight starts because you have all of your lives to try to figure out the boss then right yeah so, um so like getting to that point where i was able to beat the werewolf without taking damage it's like mm-hmm. hell yeah i'm a vampire hunter that being <laughs> you know, said, like, it never happened again to me where i was like i never got hit by anything it's like no i died yeah. a thousand mm-hmm. times and more sure and barely eat out these these victories Right. I will say that, like, because of how much of a struggle it is, though, once you finally do beat it, it is satisfying in that way, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, that's something that I liked about Castle. 
but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. no and and just and for me just like playing through the game and like the visuals and the music and the game feel just makes me feel cool to be playing the game i'm just like yeah <laughs> like i don't know it's it's like i i think it must be how like uh how like dads feel when they put on their favorite classic rock album. You know? <laughs> they just don't make like, music like this anymore. Yeah, exactly. See, that's me. That's uh, me when I, put on, when I put on Rondo. Yeah. Well, so I mean, um, like, it's in, in, in some ways, I think that, you know, okay, it's an action platformer, right? Mm-hmm. But I think in some ways there's a, I don't want to say necessarily it's a puzzle game, but mm-hmm. um, enemy, enemy placement is super um, deliberate. Right. Like you can enter a room and, you know, you might die the first time you enter that room. But then you realize like, OK, that skeleton jumps as soon as I get in here, you know, so you jump, yeah. you hit that skeleton. And then the other skeletons on the way up are all in a place where it's like, OK, I get up the stair. I throw an axe as soon as I get up this last step. Uh-huh. It hits that skeleton. Right. Yeah. It's just like everything. Everything's where it is for a reason. Like and that's the thing. Whenever I was taking damage, I'm like, I know there's a way to avoid this, right? Because of what I'm saying, where there are runs you can make where you get to the final boss mm-hmm. area without really taking much damage because yeah. you're supposed to use those lives to figure out the boss, right? Mm-hmm. It's like everything's an information gathering session, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It's 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 interesting in that way, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, well, I will yeah. say, well, go ahead, Max. <laughs> Okay, and I was, I was gonna say, especially I think uh, in the in the later levels of the game, you encounter a lot more enemies that take more hits to kill, uh, yeah. and those are I think really that's like for me the meat of the game is when you're fighting like uh, an axe knight, and you know okay mm-hmm. there's like basically three or four things that this knight can do it can run at me it can throw an axe high or it can throw an axe low and it's like okay mm-hmm. i have to be ready for any of these situations and then you see it he's preparing okay what's he doing he's throwing it low okay i have to duck and then whip uh <laughs> you know it, right. it's just like it's almost like playing a one-player fighting game uh yeah you know where I I, it's just all about okay what's my opponent gonna do and how can i counter that and i think the game mm-hmm. has a number of enemies that may, that do that in an interesting way uh-huh. Right. I, I don't think that, you know, I say like everything's deliberately placed. I will also say that you will get like things are unfair on your oh, first go through yeah. in any level. Right. Like you're you're not going to be able to like react on your first try. Yeah. It's extremely trial and error. Right. And that's where you learn like okay, I'm jumping this gap. Oh no, there's a weird skeleton that can extend its neck like a snake and just strike <laughs> yes. me down into this pit. Right. I wish I had known that guy yeah. was there ahead of time, but I didn't, right? Yeah, so, okay, so, so, okay, we're praising this game a lot. I'm going to finally jump in and be like, I don't think it's as great <laughs> as people are saying. Um, I do enjoy the game for the most part. However, a lot of the level designs really rub me the wrong way in that, like we've evolved as a society to a point where, you know, I don't have to memorize like five minutes of a level just so I can not lose any health until the boss. I have many examples and one that has frustrated me <laughs> to no end are the, the little jumpy zombie guys. Now, nah, the, the little jumpy guys. zombie guys are the worst flea characters man. I have ever fought against in like a platforming game. Okay, they die in one hit, sure. And you might be thinking, well, that doesn't sound so hard, Evan. Okay, sure. But 
if you miss them once, they're gonna hit you. And then, okay, (laughs) we're also gonna throw two more of them at you. Also, you're jumping between pillars next to spikes, so if you miss anything, you're gonna get hit by the spikes and lose half your health. Oh, and then also, halfway through the level, they're just gonna put switches on these platforms right in front of you, and it's like, are you going to hit it? And I'm like, no. And then, of course, I accidentally <laughs> hit it. And out of the ceiling just comes a, 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 a waterfall of zombies just attacking me. And I'm like, wow. Great level design. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I will be the first to say that it's like kind of a Stockholm Syndrome situation. Yes. Right? Like, I only feel accomplished in that I have been so beaten down into the ground that any victory tastes delicious, you know? I am 100% with you that it is extremely unreasonable what it expects you to do. And I will circle back around to, like, taking away the whip upwards action. Um, Like, again, it just felt like such... I I know you can do, like, backflips and all these, like, really cool moves, but I felt like it, it was so... Whipping upwards was just so integral to the formula of, of Castlevania that I was like, why is it still a whip at this point? Like, why can't it just be like another, like a spear or something? Because all you're doing is just attacking forward all the time. So I under, like, and, I then, guess... and then you're like a slave to the we- to the weapons, which, you know, is a double-edged sword for me. Like, I don't want to like make every run based purely on a weapon that I get. And then like, if I'm like at the boss and I'm like, Oh, I really wanted that other item. Uh, because it would really help me in this situation. It's like, well, I'll just go back to the title screen and start over because I just, I really want that item and I think it'll help me win. Um, I would have really liked if you had, like, you could collect all the weapons and switch between them somehow. I, I know now that there's only two buttons, so that'd be really hard to do. Um, but yeah, it just, it, I mean, this is an overall thought, but I, it felt like a really, like, like they were trying new things. And some of them stuck, like like the weapon break system is, is freaking awesome, um, and a lot of the weapons feel great. But then some of them are just like, I, I don't know why they went in that direction that they did. I, I was a little confused. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's and, my spiel. And me coming, from, me coming from the original Castlevania, I couldn't whip up, so I'm just like, this mm-hmm. seems right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm just... Um, yeah, that's Castlevania I, 1. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I get it. I get it. Mm-hmm. Um I mean, like, I don't know, I think, and there is an Ego Raptor episode, or, like, a sequelitis episode where he talks about, like, what's great about Castlevania versus, I guess, Castlevania 2, I think, uh, which is, like, uh-huh. completely different. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, but I think he does talk a little bit about, like, adding, like, the up whip and how that kind of, in in his opinion, like, detracted from some of, like, the the nuance, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. In In my opinion, it's, like, yeah, I would have loved to have been able to whip up. That sounds mm-hmm. awesome. But right. I, I got that that's what the other weapons were for, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's I, what I'm I saying. Like, like... It was, if you take that away, then you're going to focus more on the weapons. And then for me, right. for me personally, it's a double-edged sword where, you know, I don't want to be a slave to the weapons that are just rotating all the time. I want the, 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 right. those core gameplays to just, like, feel really good and, like, be like, sure. yeah, everything feels fair. Like, if I have a whip, I should be able to whip upwards or, like, use it as, right. like, a thing I can latch on to things and then use it like a swing or, like, whip around me and, like, hit things around me. That usually feels pretty cool. Uh, Max? Sure. Uh, did you guys know or notice that in Rondo of Blood, if you press forward at the right time when you're whipping, your whip actually goes an extra like pixel or two? 
Mm. No, I had no idea about no, that. Yeah, it, it turns <laughs> white pixel. and goes a little bit farther. Oh, like it glows. Is it like a like a smash attack kind of like if you yeah, hit the same like time? Kind of like a smash attack. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I must I mean, have accidentally that done that. <laughs> probably. Oh, there's yeah. like some subtlety to the whip that I like in that you kind of master this kind of like okay, I'm jumping, uh-huh. at what point do I whip in my jump, uh-huh. right? Yeah, like, am I yeah. trying to whip on the way up, on the mm-hmm. way down? Because it kind of, like, drags down the hitbox when you mm-hmm. when you drag it down, you know? Yeah. Like, for Dracula specifically, um, I had to really time it because his head is the only weak part, so you have to jump to whip right. him. Yeah. Um, but if, so you can time it so that he opens his cape and he's about to shoot this fire at you, but the fire can also be hit by the whip. So mm-hmm. you get really good at jumping it, Timing it so I'm hitting his head, and on the way down, the whip is still out and hits the fire. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, I just I block his attack and am hitting. Him. Yeah, yeah. So there's like a little bit of subtlety to mm-hmm. the whip that I enjoy. Yeah, that, that cool. was but, the whipping forward and jumping felt there's there's a good rhythm to it that you have to get used to. Yeah, um, yeah, that's your most basic tool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I forgot. I forgot what I was gonna say. The double jump, the the backflip jump, almost never came in handy mm-hmm. other than to look cool. <laughs> um, and Max, the the mm-hmm. walking backwards thing, uh-huh. like maybe if I had incorporated that into my gameplay yeah. more, it would have been more noticeable. But honestly, I just like I walked away when I had yeah, to could, get could away. Could you elaborate from the guy, on the you know? walk back? Yeah. Max? So you see, and and I would recommend you guys and all of our listeners to uh, to read the essay. Uh, the title is Regarding the Perfect Situational Compound Video Friction. Uh, it's all about <laughs> Castlevania, Rondo of Blood. Who, uh, who wrote it? Did Tim Rogers write it? it? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> That's yeah. what I thought. Uh, <laughs> Roger Tim. Published uh, seven years ago. Still a classic. Uh, but you will learn that turning around takes precious frames that walking backwards does not. Oh, so, sure. Well, I mean, mm-hmm. I I get that in theory, right? Like, mm-hmm. I play fighting games. I know about frames, right? right? Like, <laughs> but what, what um, like, in what situations would you would you use that where you need that that frame? So, like, for example, if you're fighting a, an axe knight, you'd axe rather knight. back mm-hmm. like you'd rather back up because the, well, and mm-hmm. then for one thing, if you're turned around, you can't whip his axes he's throwing at you. Mm, uh, whereas right. if you True. stay facing him. You can. Uh-huh. So I, mean, I think my biggest issue with the mechanic was it felt awkward to me. Mm-hmm. If so, I can I can whip and I can walk backwards when I hold that button down, right? I can moonwalk backwards, mm-hmm. but if I'm whipping and trying to jump backwards and also hold the attack button, I felt like a lot of times I my character would turn around, and I'm not sure mm-hmm. where the timing was on mm-hmm. my button press mm-hmm. that like caused me to lose that backwards walk, but mm-hmm. I. F- Oftentimes when I was trying to do it, I ended up screwing myself up, so I guess I learned to deal with that. Mm. Right? So okay. um, there's like this section in like the second to last episode where like there's these all these god dang bats, and the bats yeah. sometimes have swords too, and they're just like <laughs> flapping behind you as this bridge is collapsing, and I'm just like uh-huh. running away from these bats with swords, uh-huh. and I'm like, yeah. wow, uh-huh. I really wish it was easier for me to whip these guys as I was walking backwards across this bridge, but uh-huh. Like, I couldn't master that, so I just got really good at dodging bats. Mm-hmm. Like uh-huh. that was all I had. That's what I had to yeah, do. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. It was frustrating. <laughs> but yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, where, where else are we going with this combo, Max? Did you want to bring anything else up? Or? Um, I think that was about all I had in my outline. Um, okay. uh, I want to say that the very first bullet point on my notes just says the word hard. 
Hard. <laughs> it's just hard. <laughs> well, and that's like, it. Um, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but like, at least for me, at least like the first three levels are like not too like I can breeze through those. It wasn't but then like after I that, agree. God. you there definitely were just get spikes, to, just spikes in difficulty. Like some like, parts were just a lot harder. Like the than mission others, four yeah. I was talking about, where there's just spikes and zombies, and then just uh, random that, switches. Prob- I think that might be the hardest level. Yeah, yeah it took me so long about. to beat that. Yeah. But see, you don't have to. You can go the other way and not do that level. Right, was there right. like a sh- was that the pirate ship level? No, Evan's talking about. Five. I don't even know uh, the, okay. the level Evan's talking about. I believe is called a t- atop countless terrors. Most of the levels uh-huh. have really, really cool names that I think are mm-hmm. cool, and they're different between and, Maria yeah. and Richter mm-hmm. as well, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think oh, that one's my I favorite, know- though. Atop countless terrors. That's pretty cool. Uh, I do have a note here. The worst part of boss fights is not the boss fights themselves. It's waiting for the animation to finish at the beginning of the (laughs) boss fight in order to fight the boss. Like there's so you have to fight the bosses so many times, and I can't count the number of times I had to wait for the the stupid ghost cloak to float (laughs) all the way down, and or like waiting for death to materialize in the background. Waiting for death to materialize, baby. Come on. It's and it's got like this the 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 worst music in the game, which is like the iconic like you're about to fight a boss music. It's like you know, and and it's just like oh my god, I get it. I see him. Let me whip him. Let me die again. Just let me whip. Let me die so I can try me die. One more time. (laughs) Yeah, that was. I was very. I got very. I get very impatient when I'm angry. So I'm just like. Uh, See, I feel like I'm like so many of these criticisms. I'm like, yeah, it didn't bother me, man. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just get me back in there, man. You know. Okay, whatever. Uh, Okay. Yeah. We each deal with frustration in different ways. It seems. Um, I'm like, I'm like, turn off, walk away. <laughs> I'm like, no, I can do it. <laughs> Go into the bathroom, stare into the the mirror, like in Silent Hill Two or something. <laughs> uh, so, if we don't have any other stray observations or anything, I'd like to wrap it up with our scores for the game. Scores. That's that's hard. Um, Evan, you go first. Oh, okay. Um, I will go first. Um, so like I like so like I said before, there's like there's like a lot of things I like about this game, like like the power up moves. I that must be new, right? The the, the weapon yes. smash. That's that's new. Okay. I, item crash. Item crash. I like, I like you you I like called it weapon break. break and you said I what was the weapon item? smash. Weapon smash. Weapon I like smash. that one more actually. That's good too. Yeah. Um, so that crash. felt good. Um, you know, the the standard items slash weapons felt good. Um, I like a lot of the boss designs, not necessarily the fights themselves. Um, but yeah, I, I felt I ran into a lot of moments where I was just like, I do not like how this level is laid out or like, you know, this is just a Castlevania thing where it's like, I don't have the right, the right item. So this is going to be really hard. And usually I would lose. Um, and a lot of the enemies themselves, their attack patterns, like I just didn't enjoy fighting them like we were talking about the knight earlier where he's like throwing the axes it was like it's like yes after a while he's like super easy but then it takes so long like i'm just whacking at this guy for just like a minute straight like i low high low pause hit 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 hit, low high and it's just like 
I just, I just want to keep going, please. Like, I know what I'm supposed to do here. Um, mm-hmm. So there's a lot of that. There's, it felt like there's a lot of experimenting and then trying new things, and, and it, it, some of them worked and some of them didn't. So I, I'm going to give it an 80. Okay. Um, I... It's it's. I was so mad so often <laughs> when I was playing this game, but I know that's what they were trying to do, right? Like, I mean, it's yeah. it seems very deliberate. Like I said, like the entire game is like inching forward a little bit further. It's like, okay, I hadn't seen that screen before. What did I learn from dying there? Right? Mm-hmm. Like every every death in a new area is like, okay. How do I deal with that? And sometimes it's like I knew how to deal with it. And other times I was like, I guess I'm going to have to die there again to see if Just I can see figure what's out what I'm happen. supposed to do. <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of this weird feeling like knowing you're just getting into the place again just to fail again. But again, you're gathering information. So, mm-hmm. um, so I'm trying to think. Because I do respect the game a lot. And I think there is a lot of nuance to it. But it is also very difficult. And I'm... Mm-hmm. I think I felt, I want to say I like Castlevania 1 more, maybe just for the simplicity aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it kind of was maybe a little tighter in some regards, but um, I definitely had a good time ultimately with it, right? So I'm going to go ahead and give it like a 89, right? I think it was, I think it was well-designed, if not frustrating. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give it an 89. All right, well... I mean, for me, this is one of the best 2D action games for me that I've ever played. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than Mega mm-hmm. Man X, personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, what the hell, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know it's different. Mega no. Man X is a fast game. This is not a fast uh, game. But this is, oh, uh, uh, it's just... I just love, like, love, love just the feel of this game. And I so right. am impressed with what they were able to squeeze out of two buttons. Right, that's all very, yeah, it's it's very impressive, and, like, Richter himself, like, his feel as a, as a game, like, it feels good, but I'm, I'm just commenting on, like, everything around him I, yeah. I had issue with, like, no. just level designs and, like, boss fights and all that just felt, like, off, like, they were just trying new things, and they're, some things were cool, like, alternate paths, that probably led to Symphony of the Night, just these alternate paths and like well i like exploring this castle a lot why don't we explore that um so it seemed like they were planting their flag in unknown territory which is pretty cool um but i just did i I just could not fall in line with those level designs man or the enemy designs yeah no i get it and and it's like and the game is like the secrets are very obtuse like i never would have found Mm -hmm. them without like either just banging my head against them or Mm -hmm. what i did which was just look up a map uh, yeah. Know, so it's not like uh, there are some, uh, you know, some things that even I don't like love mm-hmm. about the game that are just kind of a sign of the times. But there's there's such a core there that I can appreciate and that I do appreciate mm-hmm. that uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a 98. Dang. Wow. Is that the highest score you've ever given uh, something yes. on this show? Wow. I mean, it makes wow. sense. I mean, Sorry, like, it's number seven, too. so. <laughs> where's MGS2 on your list? Yeah, where's Buddy Pierce okay, Logic? So it doesn't actually teams. make sense because MGS2 is number five on my list, and I gave it a ninety-seven. <laughs> but I felt that going back to Metal Gear Solid Two had like weakened it like one or two points. Whereas, like, what? I'm pretty sure what are gonna, numbers? I'm what pretty sure numbers? I'm going to be loving like Rondo of Blood will never get worse in my eyes because it is what it is, and I, I know exactly what it is. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would like to go back to Rondo of Blood sometime, not in the far future, but like a little bit once I've had some time to let it breathe, because, I mean, yeah, I did enjoy myself eventually, right? I enjoyed myself in my triumph. My victories made me feel better. Yeah. No, I agree, um, and definitely the, like, the most fun I, or like, the more I play this game, the more fun I have with it, too. Mm-hmm. Okay. The better yeah. you get at it, probably the more fun you have with it. <laughs> The better you are at it, yeah, exactly. Because wow, I think once you're <laughs> once you're good at it, you can kind of like appreciate yes. it and I ignore more versus the more. getting frustrated by it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and yeah. for me, versus something like Mega Man X, like Mega Man X, I feel like I've. I mean, not that I'm the world's best Mega Man X player, but I feel like I've hit some kind of ceiling with Mega Man X, where like it's not that like it's not a game that's built to challenge me as much as Rondo of Blood is so Rondo oh, of sure, Blood yeah. I still get a lot of you know I'm not going to certainly one credit the game uh, or even close to that uh, so I still mm-hmm. I still have that you know the agony and the ecstasy ah. That sounds like a Castlevania game. Uh, Castlevania, Agony and Ecstasy. Yeah, ecstasy. It, I guess there would have to be some kind of music, it, right? Well, it, so. it would be Agony and Ecstasy, but in uh, German. Wait. Uh. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm not looking forward to having to uh, learn German pronunciation for the, uh, for the podcast intro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very and, much looking forward to that. And there's no now. subtitles, so nobody will know what you're saying. <laughs> right. <laughs> Perfect. It's just okay. like German, well, German, yeah. German, my best friend's game, German, German, German. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do you say my best friend's game in German? Uh, I'll mine. Get back to you on it. Uh, I, I believe uh, mine. Uh, mine. Yeah. And then I don't know how to say best. Uh, I think game is Spiel. <laughs> mine something Spiel. Correct, correct me if I'm wrong, German listeners, but I believe S, like S P I E L, Spiel. Spiel. Hmm. Oh. Interesting. I guess that. Huh. Okay. I, I could be wrong. <laughs> you probably we are. are not right. German. <laughs> I think that's toy. I think that's toy, not game. Oh, okay. Okay. Maybe. Anyway. Anyway. Neither here nor there. <laughs> neither here. You want to take us into our next section, there, man? Uh, yeah. Um, but first, I never actually ans- asked that question earlier. Oh yeah. Oh, your yeah, big yeah. question. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. So let's. Let's transition backwards into that. Because I was like, realized there was a game that I was thinking about as we were talking just now. And I was like, wasn't that the game that I was? And I was like, oh, no, we never did that. Um, Okay, so. uh, All right, so in. (laughs) All right, so in the episodes that I host, I typically like to ask a quote unquote big question. Um, so for this month, the question that I wanted to ask, uh, was what is a game that you love, but that you will never nominate as a game to be played on the podcast and why? Um, right. So Mm. Tim, would you like to start us off? Uh, well, I'm trying to pull up my list of potential games. Games, because I'm trying to think if there's anything here that we haven't. I think what I usually try to put on this list are actually ones that would Would make sense to do. So that's not Mm -hmm. super helpful. Um, I think that there's games that would be fun to talk about, but I think a big problem that we usually have is just length of time to play these games. You know, we we try operative word try to make these episodes come out at least like monthly, right? Mm -hmm. So just generally speaking, we try to make these games that can finish in a month, and when we're adults with jobs you've kind of set this arbitrary kind of 20 hour ish limit you know Mm -hmm. so 
that knocks out a lot of like long RPGs that I think are yeah. very worth talking about. I mean, Final Fantasy VII would be a great. Mm-hmm. I think that would be a really interesting episode to talk about. Yeah, especially um, with the remake Fantasy. coming out, that'd be a really good yeah. conversation. Yeah. Exactly. Pretty much any of the Final Fantasies. Uh, I, I actually, if I was assigning any of them, it might be like Final Fantasy IX. Mm. I'm trying to think of ones that would spark the most, most mm-hmm. conversation. Right. Um, oh, I could talk about like everybody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, 10, 10 is my favorite. Right. Like mm-hmm. I love ten. I think like that one is kind of where opinions started branching a little bit more. I want to say, um, mm-hmm. just because they tried some different stuff with it. But yeah. Uh, Final Fantasies, I mean, like, this is a joke we make, but, like, Kingdom Hearts, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a lot of things that Kingdom Hearts does wrong, but I think it did bring a lot of interesting things to the table, and mm-hmm. I think it would be an interesting discussion for sure, but unfortunately oh, yeah. that's, like, a 30 or 40-hour game. Um, yeah, so. I don't think, I think it was the first game to have zippers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Really revolutionized <laughs> well, the uh, the zipper rendering. Yeah. <laughs> One interesting thing I would like to talk about Kingdom Hearts, if we ever do, is, like, how it like started like this whole like cross franchise like storytelling uh, like yeah. we're in like the Crossovers. marvel era where it's just like yeah. crossover after crossover and it's getting mind the most at this ambitious point. crossover event of our i age mean it was at least one is. of the first ones yeah. to do it like even i mean it is such a crazy fever dream right yeah. like yeah. i mean like, when it was first announced like everybody's Mouse, like and it's what? like this is a game that i'm playing but, <laughs> yeah but there was there was something about my 12 to 13 year old self who was just like I don't understand it, but this is exactly what I want right now, you know? Like Clouds looking emo? Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like that was like, oh my god, what a product of the early 2000s. And it's oh like still gosh. allowing you to to have your Disney nostalgia. It's not like you're it's it's like you're not too old for this. We've got the we've got the teen right. stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I we've think that stuff. was exactly like what it tickled at the time for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. Like I I Kingdom Hearts does hold a very special place in my heart for all of the, you know, warts and all, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so generally speaking, I guess, you know, Square, Square Enix stuff, um, longer RPGs are what is missing, I think, from our podcast discussion a lot. Mm. Yeah. I, I would also say Pokemon, like Red and Blue, uh, I, I would totally assign, but that's oh, a dude, very that would long be game. so good, but yeah. I think it's like, yeah, probably past the 20-hour mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, red and blue might be faster just because we. I think I know it uh, so well. I could yeah. basically speed run it. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, as, as someone who played, I don't know. I got to like the fifth gym in yellow within the last mm-hmm. two or three years. It's a. It's probably longer than twenty hours. Yeah, you're it's, probably. It's, there's it's a lot of grinding grindy, involved. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. newer games are long, but they also have like experience share and kind of mitigating stuff. But uh, I think the pace of those games are slower generally too. So it still takes a long time. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. yeah Pokemon's a good one. I've definitely thought about that before. Too, um, so. yeah. Ooh, um, wait, what? Go ahead. What? Another one. <laughs> go ahead. Um, well actually, hang on before I say something, let me just look on how long okay, to be. Well, I'm, I'm actually doing that inter- right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Here I, I yeah. have a, I have my choice that is not time related. Uh, cause I, okay. cause I figured I was like, it's easy to just pick games that I love that are way too long. Um, but okay, one, so what do you got? A game that I that I really like, but I just don't think it would be podcast material is N plus hmm. plus. Um, are you guys uh, familiar with uh, that game at all? Yeah. Yes, I forgot about it honestly, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, so, it's cool. Uh, N plus plus the sequel to N plus, which is the sequel to N 
they're all basically the same game. Uh, it's a just it's a super simple minimalist platformer game made by two mm-hmm. people up in Canada. Uh, I found the original game through a, it was like one of Game Informer's top ten free uh, like downloadable in your browser games. Uh, okay. And I played the heck out of it when I was like. 13 or 14 years old and I've just got the game since then uh, but N++ is just more of and better uh, than the previous ones um, uh-huh. I think it's pretty much a perfect game in that it's got like I think it has like over 2,000 handmade levels um, and it's Very just a cool. super simple game so there's just left right and jump are the three buttons in the game so it's even you know even simpler than your Mario's or your Castlevania's or any of that um mm-hmm. But I just don't think there's a lot to talk about in N++. Because it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess you could just bring up, oh, I had a really hard time on this level. Like, But mm-hmm. that's basically all the game is. I mean, there's... Yeah, sure. You know, I just don't think it would it would really fill a podcast with discussion. I also think Totally that, understandable. I also think that, like, Celeste and, like, me choosing that game almost kind of ruined a lot of other, like, platformer discussion that we could have <laughs> because Celeste yeah. is so good. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like everything's got the Celeste just gone back standard and as deleted as it. <laughs> uh, um, speaking of which, plug plug for Celeste. They have some new DLC out. It's like oh, an yeah, epilogue got, chapter yeah, that I still that. haven't played still yet. Haven't have played you guys? It. No, not yet. Yeah, I mean, apparently I it's good and it's hard. I haven't hard. done like everything in the original game. Even I, ne- I never touched yeah. the sea like, sides. I mean, I missed yeah, the sea sides. Very, are I'm very satisfied with where I ended in Celeste. Like, I don't really need to go. Yeah, no, go go back soon. But one game that I just keeps coming in top of my head and I keep saying now i can't play it because it's too long is mass effect 2 like Ah. that game is so good and even more so like i wouldn't want i guess only max hasn't played it i i wouldn't want max to rush through it because you're just i mean i don't want to give too much away but like the better ending is is by is accomplished by playing more of the game right and Uh, getting to know your your team members yeah and even then even then there's like some margin of error that could that could could occur and something bad could happen. Yeah, it's just sure. I just love that game so much. But I, I looked it I up. Forget. It's twenty four hours. Can't do it. <laughs> yeah, I I forget sometimes like how much I loved Mass Effect oh Two. Oh my god! Partially because I played Mass Effect Two and Mass Effect Three pretty back to back almost. Mm-hmm. So. Like, sometimes my memories of Mass Effect 2 are clouded by Mass Effect 3, and I'm like, oh, was that that good? And then, I, like, I remember, I, like, think about it really hard, and I separate them. It's like, oh, no, the good stuff was in Mass Effect. <laughs> Mass Effect actually, Mass Effect 3 was also yeah, good, it's, don't get it's me not wrong. Yeah, um, no, it's not bad, despite that not, bad It's just ending. not Mass Effect 2. Yeah, exactly. You guys did not play 1, correct? Am I the only one who's played I, 1? I, I did not. I played 1 a little bit on uh-huh. uh, my old roommate Wade's uh, Xbox um, just like it's a sh- super short game too, so I, I must have played like half of it, but um, it was it was fine. But just it's just something about Mass Effect Two that is just magical and just awesome. And yeah. not a lot of games after I I, I I haven't had that experience again in a game since, which is kind of sad, right. but also mm-hmm. kind of cool because it's just the most unique one of the most unique stories I'll experience. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, I had a lot of fun full completing that game. Yeah. I platinumed that game. Yeah. I've, I I was on extreme difficulty. That was an experience. I, for I, sure. we could, I could talk about that game forever. It's so good. Yeah. So, 
Um, another game that I don't think we'll ever play on the podcast that I think we all love is like Guitar Hero or Rock Band. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah, like, that would be great. Well, Good so point. I've always had this like thing with Rock Band where I'm like, it's not even a video game. It's like a service. You know, like it's, <laughs> Interesting. A, it's a software yeah. application. I hear you. Like, right. Yeah. Like, right. Don't get me wrong. It's... I love rock band. Like, I'm pretty sure. Ugh, I don't know. Now I'm kind of wondering, have I played more Overwatch than Rock Band 2? Because Rock Band 2 was always mm. like, that's the game that I played the most hours of. I'll never put that many hours into another game again. And now I'm mm-hmm. like, have right. I? Because like, oh, no. I don't know. Uh, I, I don't know. I, it's t- uh, Rock Band Two is probably oh, in my man. top. I want to say top ten, if not top twenty games of all time, just for how much fun we had in that. Yeah. Game, right? yeah. But how, but how, how would we? Yeah, it would be hard to talk about it like yeah now. I think <laughs> you know we'd have to have yeah. just like a special behind the music kind of episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. love I mean, it. Get the band it. back together. Without guitar here on rock band, I never would have like got the drive to form an actual band. You know, that's yeah, true. True. It's very true. 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 It, it and maybe we all so would have been better off for that. It, yeah, forms so many <laughs> backbones of things like. It just introduced to us a lot of music or just like, oh, yeah, that music I want to check. And now you get to play it. And it's like, oh, I never realized they did that in this part of the song. Like like, like before for The Who, like I was like, okay, I kind of like The Who. And then we started playing their like live at Leeds stuff. And I was like, this band (laughs) is amazing. Holy crap. The Who rocks. I was like, like, how does this band rock so hard? They're from like the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it's but like no, no, oh my god I mean, everyone shreds like it's just insane and then roger daltrey like yeah. he's like singing in like the highest register like how does yeah. he freaking hit that he's just like screaming for like four minutes straight amazing uh, yeah. amazing no, that's yeah. that's true i feel like no game has actually like culturally enriched me as much as the guitar <laughs> and rock band game that's just because like true. i would have zero yeah. classic rock like awareness mm-hmm. pretty much if not for those games yeah and that happened yeah. with also uh, Beatles rock band. Like they introduced the the har- the, har- the harmonies, right? Like three person harmonies, yeah. and then you would just kind of be like, "Oh, that's what they wrote." Oh my god, I'm just like like caught yeah. up. Like it's just it, beautiful. It <laughs> makes you appreciate stuff like that like way yeah, more for, for sure. sure. So. Yeah. So yeah, that's another one I don't think we could necessarily have an mm-hmm. episode on, but mm-hmm. we all love. So. All right, good question, Matt. Yeah, hey, good answers all around. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm excited to ask my next question, which I've already forgotten what it is, but I have it written down. So <laughs> nice. I'm sure it's I'll see big. you guys in six months for the next one. God. All right. Mm, yeah. Do you want to pause real quick? Anybody need to take a take a breather? Uh, I could keep going, but I, it's fine. Yeah. I also don't have to pee yet. Let's yeah. keep going. Yeah, yet, okay. yet. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our roulette game of the month, uh, we rolled the new or new at the time, mm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Crypt of the Necrodancer featuring Legend of Zelda game uh, Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, mm-hmm. So this game released in God uh, April or May of this year. Um, yeah, is a like kind of blend between the uh, recent rhythm indie game Crypt of the Necrodancer uh, as well as obviously Legend of Zelda um, 
developed by Brace Yourself Games and published by Spike Chunsoft, which I kind of found weird. I was like, oh, the, the Danganronpa people uh, and not Nintendo. No. Um, hmm. But yeah, go figure. Um, it go figure. basically takes the grid-based, rhythm-based, roguelike kind of gameplay of Crypt of the Necrodancer and puts a kind of Zelda coat of paint on it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not exactly the same game as Crypt of the Necrodancer, though, because it does have more of kind of a whole Zelda. There are multiple dungeons and bosses, and you're progressing your way through an overworld, uh, whereas the original was just kind of a level-based uh, roguelike mm-hmm. game. Um, yeah, what what uh, did you guys... I believe, Tim, you played or bought this game before it was assigned for the podcast, so you had some... Uh, yeah. Had you played Crypt of the Necrodancer beforehand? I had a little bit. Yeah. Um, so I downloaded uh, Cadence of Hyrule, I think the weekend it came out, just because I was like, oh, this seems pretty cool. Um, but, and I really wanted to like Crypt of the Necrodancer too, but the thing is, I didn't really give Crypt of the Necrodancer, the first one, hmm. that much of a, a shot, because like I played it for like half an hour, and like, this is really hard. <laughs> like, it just, like, there was, it didn't feel like there was like a difficulty, like, uh, like it didn't ramp up mm-hmm. slowly enough for the me. Curve I just kind of like drop gentle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The difficulty curve. That's what I was looking for. I yeah. just like it dropped me in a dungeon, and I was surrounded by guys, and I got killed. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it was it was pretty unforgiving in that regard. But I heard that they kind of tempered some of that difficulty for Cadence of Hyrule, and I think that's true. I think like the curve definitely exists a little bit better. It was. We and we can all talk about this, but like I think it was still hard, especially in the beginning. I think it got mm. easier later, mid to late game. It got a lot easier, I think. But um, you know, it felt more generous. There was more um, because of the fact that there's an overworld, and you're not just like dropped in this claustrophobic dungeon surrounded by monsters right off the bat. You have more room to kind of move around and experiment with the rhythm and kind of see how enemies are moving before you plan out your path in mm-hmm. the spaces. But yeah, Max. Uh, right. I mean, you're basically saying everything I wanted to say. Uh, I had a, <laughs> I had a similar experience with, with Crypt of the Necrodancer. Mm-hmm. I think I played it for a little bit longer. I think I got to like the second area. Uh, and then there were just a bunch of new enemy types. And like you said, a lot of the frustration of the, of the, you know, the, style of game comes from not knowing how to fight the enemies like learning their patterns um but Mm -hmm. like you said because this one has this overworld where you have a little more room to move around and everything and and i and just the um staying on beat is less like hyper crucially important in the in cadence of hyrule versus (laughs) crypt of the necrodancer absolutely uh you feel like you can miss a beat and you're still okay um That said, I wasn't a huge fan of Crypt of the Necro Dancer just because it was so hard and I felt like I just had to constantly keep up with it. And I feel mm-hmm. like Cadence of Hyrule is not as hard, but still it's basically more of the same, you know, for, mm-hmm. for better mm-hmm. and for worse. Um, so I didn't have like an amazing time with it, but it was definitely yeah. I had more fun with it than with Crypt of the yeah. Necro Dancer. Evan, yeah. did you play I, Crypt of the Necro Evan? I, I did not, no. no. Um, so this is just a fresh take on the formula. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, so I, I really, really wanted to like this game because, like, on paper, mm-hmm. it's it's an awesome idea, right? It's like, Zelda music is great. Um, there hasn't been, like, a rhythm exploration fighting sort of game, you know, action game, I mean. Um, why don't we just combine the two and see what happens? And 
and the presentation don't get me wrong is is amazing like it looks really good uh the soundtrack is 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 a bop uh like it's just so good um <laughs> uh it is difficult in the beginning but then you get the weapons you get make the game a lot easier like you can attack like around corners or like other things as soon like as that. you have like a beer like it's yeah like, oh, thank god it's, yeah. it's a lot easier and but i just wasn't having as much fun as as i wanted to and i was like thinking about it for a little bit and i just felt like like the the not exactly the genre but like the framework of the game prevented me from having fun in that like I just want to go over to the enemy and just stab it. <laughs> like, why do you have to make me go, like, like jump at a certain rhythm, go over to the enemy, and then so kill you, it? You, so like, you want to play a Zelda game. You don't want to play a I just want to play a Zelda game. I don't want to play Cadence of Hyrule. I want to buy the soundtrack, <laughs> but I don't want to play Cadence of Hyrule. Uh, that's my main See, that's takeaway. So, that's so interesting, because, like, I... Um, so the way the game works is once you clear an, en- an area of enemies you no longer have to move in rhythm, like, mm-hmm. around that area. You can just kind of, right. like, run around and stuff. Right. But, like, I found myself, like, you know, I'd, you move in rhythm to move around the map and to stab mm-hmm. enemies in time, right? Right, but, right. And, and then as soon as you're you're done, like, it's like, okay, the music kind of, like, peters out. But I still mm-hmm. was kind of, like, I was still moving myself in rhythm. Like, yeah. I kind of keep kept wanting yeah. to dance, you know? Right. So I was still having fun But for that. me, like, like, that was basically it, was just, like, this rhythm dance, like, throughout the entire game. And I, I don't feel like it it really elevated like the difficulty curve. I don't think it like made itself harder in in a way that was interesting to the musical framework is what I'm trying to say. Mm. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, See, like I feel like it was harder and it was more interesting, but it wasn't as fun. Like I do. I, I, I kind of agree. I agree with Evan. It's like, I think I just have more fun when I have, a little bit more freedom and I can just walk over and, you know, do my yeah, just or whatever. Go, go over there uh, I will them. admit that I really have only played this game for about an hour because, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but, uh, <laughs> and, and I have to <laughs> yeah, say I the prospect of being able to hurt stuff around corners and or use spears is very intriguing to me. Pretty cool. Oh, so you, Pretty okay. Cool. So you didn't get that far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that opens up some stuff for sure. Um, anyway, so Evan, did you finish it or not? I was not able to, I played about Four or five hours, I would say. So I, I did a lot of the bosses. Except okay, yeah, you did some bosses. I'm trying to figure sure. out which ones I did, but I, the ice one at least. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So I I beat the game, and I think I collected all the treasure in the Ooh. game. So oh like God. obviously, I think I, I enjoyed it more than you guys did. Um, I I will say that like mid to late game you do kind of have enough tools where like some of the difficulty does become a little trivial like you're like well equipped enough where you're not really in danger and you have enough hearts where you're not really dying as much mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. um so i don't know like at times it felt too hard and other times it felt too easy so it's kind of hard to figure out the balance there but um i will say that the the last like half an hour to an hour of it does get pretty challenging mm-hmm. just because like the dungeons do get more intense Mm-hmm. And then I, I did feel like I was kind of, like, using things I didn't realize I had learned, like, as far as, like, dodging and, like, kind of timing my approaches and stuff like that. I didn't mm-hmm. realize, like, I had, like, learned as much as I did, but um, it does kind of come in handy more towards the end. Mm-hmm. I think that, like, yeah, gameplay-wise, it's a little one-note. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> um, it's a little one-note just because, you know, you are just kind of moving. You don't have to press an attack button when you are near an opponent and you move in rhythm towards them, you attack them, right? So in that sense, I think it's lacking. But 
Uh, Presentation-wise, I really think it had a lot going for it. Like you said, Evan, it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It sounds really good. It plays um, really good. Like, it's just it's yeah. snappy. It's, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think it was, like, kind of, like, the perfect length. Like, I think if it was any longer, I would have been, like, less interested. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I very much enjoyed my time with it. I think it had a lot of personality, and I was I was vibing with it pretty hard. Um, and I liked how there was like unique mechanics between Link and Zelda. Like Zelda, if you timed your reflect correctly, you could like bounce enemy stuff back at them, mm-hmm. which was kind of a cool little parry yeah. thing. Um, I use I use Zelda yeah. pretty much the entire I use time. Zelda. Mm-hmm. You get Link eventually, and he's <laughs> like got like his shield, and you can kind of like hold the shield up, which helps too. But. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also get, like, different weapons later. Like, Zelda gets, like, a rapier towards the end that kind of mm-hmm. can, like, dash through enemies, Ooh. which is kind of cool. And, like, Link gets, like, a long sword that, like, you have to hold out, but you put your shield away. But you, when you're moving, you, like, you swing your body, but don't necessarily move a square when you press it. So it kind of makes you a little more cumbersome, but you can basically, like, sweep around you in an mm-hmm. interesting way. So yeah. there are cool things they add that kind of add more dimensions to the combat which i appreciate mm-hmm. but i understand you know it's a roulette game you guys don't have to finish it right but um i don't know I, I i liked it a lot it was on my game of the year list when it came out i think there's been it's been a hell of a summer so i'm not yeah. sure it's really as high as it was and it's but gonna I be do. a hell of a fall too Death yeah Stranding. yeah <laughs> pokemon Death sword Stranding. and shield oh boy um, oh boy! Yeah, but it's 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 definitely one of my favorite experiences I think so far this year in gaming. But yeah, I understand your you, I understand your critiques. Well, I and I it. wasn't mm-hmm. even like I I didn't even think about it until you guys kind of mentioned this. But I was like, oh yeah, I do really prefer to have a button for attacking versus just walking mm-hmm. into an enemy to attack them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Sure, I mm-hmm. guess yeah, that's fair. I never thought about. But then, I mean, it, yeah. not, not that it doesn't... This makes sense within the confines of the game. I think it would be weird and cumbersome to have an extra button for attacking, honestly. But, mm-hmm. but I, would, I will also say that some of the... Um, you get a bunch of items as you're playing, too. And, like, some of them... A lot of them are pretty unnecessary. Like, I didn't really use a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to use some of them for solving puzzles to get those treasures I was talking about. Um, but, yeah, otherwise, it's just, you know... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I still had a good time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right, so I think, scores. Yeah, let's let's score it. Uh, uh, Evan. Uh, yeah, I'll give it an eighty. All right. Okay. Uh, I was I was gonna give it an eighty-two. Cool. I will probably give it an eighty-eight. I think. Um, I liked it quite a bit. So. All right. Yeah. All right. So that was a uh, cadence of Hyrule. So moving on, it's uh, my favorite my favorite part of the show the part where <laughs> somebody else takes over <laughs> yo it's Get me Hello. My shoulders. okay yeah um so i will be the host for next month's episode Ooh. so um thankfully we've kind of been postponing this episode recording long enough because of max's travel as well as other stuff that a game i have been hotly anticipating for uh mm. last several years has actually come out so and and the thing is so far it seems like the reviews are kind of in a lot of different places like i don't Uh think and we can talk about this more but i don't think it's a game for everybody so i'm i'm excited to see what our conversations would be like evan do you know what it is yet no 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 i'm just excited for (laughs) the discourse Uh, i've talked to max about it before um 
we are going to play and talk about Indivisible, oh, okay. um, an RPG by Lab Zero Games, the folks who made Skullgirls. So cool. Um, it's it's a Kickstarter game that I backed in uh, what was it 2015? That's I want to so- say. Oh, jeez. Yeah. So it's been in development for a while. I think there was some delays and. Yeah, I originally backed it on December 1st, 2015, so, yeah. Let, let, let the record show that I kickstarted three years before that. Uh, Barkley 2, still waiting. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Rip. that's that's Rip. dead in the water. R.I.P. for sure. They actually did, um, this year they released, like, they were like, yeah, here's all the trash that we have. Like, here's, oh, a, oh, here's, here's the so garbage sad. you paid for. Oh. <laughs> um... But yeah, in Indivisible is an RPG, but it's like a uh, a timing based, combo based uh, combat system. So I think it has a potential to be very interesting. So mm-hmm. um, we'll talk about that. Uh, hang on, I have to sneeze. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, there is a wrinkle that I hadn't thought about before this moment where I don't know how long I was just about to ask because you said RPG and I'm like, uh oh, (laughs) yeah. And how how long to beat doesn't have anything Uh on it yet. So um, we'll have to see. So I guess officially get as far through it as you can. I'm personally okay. going to be trying to put a lot of time into it um, just because mm. I have been waiting for it for a while. Yeah. Um, it would mm-hmm. be, be nice if we could all beat it, but uh, we'll we'll get back to you. So. Could be a 40-hour um, game. Yeah. Who knows? It could be a 40-hour game. I kind of doubt it. I think I yeah, cause it's, that much yeah. hand-drawn animation. Like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's very, yeah. very indie, so I feel like mm-hmm. you know maybe the effort yeah. was more confined. Hopefully, so we'll hopefully see. it's a nice, like... You know, 12 to 15. That'd be yeah, great. that sounds about um, right. Yeah, so we are playing Indivisible for the main game next month. Now, Max, you want to take us back for that roulette? Yeah, let's go back to the roulette. So, um, <coughs> pretty big list this time uh, because it's fall and that's when all the games come out. Uh, so I'm actually only limiting this to uh, beginning of September until today, October 10th. Uh, because otherwise there would just be way too many games on here since we have been playing Castlevania since about June. Uh, So (laughs) would you like to hear some highlights? Yes. Yes, give me the highlights. We've got got Final Fantasy VIII Remaster. Uh, We've got NBA 2K20. Uh, We've got NHL 20. We've got NASCAR. (laughs) Uh, We've got Ah. uh, Board board 3 Airlands. Uh, Yeah. River City Girls. Link's Awakening. Oh, I heard that's good. Tour on the iPhone. Um, okay, nice. so we have a lot of games here. Yeah, a lot of good the games first here. Three okay. Dragon Quest games got re-released. So <laughs> okay, uh, a lot of RPGs. Is Secret is Secret of Mana out in this uh, batch as well? That was a different time. Uh, yeah. Different time. Okay, uh, never mind. Yeah. Uh, so let's see what we got. Here we go. I'm spinning the wheel. Spin Roll that it. wheel. And we have. Uh, oh does it usually take this long? It does not usually take this long. I'm sorry. The wheel is over-encumbered by the number of games. Oh, no. And we have... <laughs> what is it? Okay, what it is Max. is Barry Bradford's Putt Panic Party. <laughs> yes! Yes, yes, yes! This <laughs> is what I wanted. I didn't even realize and it. And this is the part of the list where we make sure that the game is actually a recent release. Putt. Barry Bradford's Putt Panic. Uh-huh. Barry Bradford's butt panic, butt panic is what I want to call it. <laughs> We've all been it's there, It's a Switch man. download. September 26th. I don't know who Barry Bradford is, but all right, we're playing a Switch I game. I don't either. 
Okay, Barry. Oh my god, I love the look of this. It looks recent. Oh, no. It looks recent. Okay. Uh, apparently it's, I'm down. it's According to fingerguns.net, it's hard to put down. Oh. <laughs> I'm down. Okay. All right. All right. Well, it's got party and single modes, three difficulty settings, forward and reverse holes. <laughs> I mean, same, but you don't hear me bragging. Right? <laughs> Good night, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anything else? We got. Uh, God. So no. So that's uh, so. Please be sure to join us next month when we discuss Indivisible and Barry Bradford's Putt Panic Party. Putt <laughs> Panic. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, the true uh, Halloween we, game of the month. <laughs> the true. Well, no, this was Castlevania. Was the Halloween game? We, we uh, posted it so long that that's it became true. the Halloween game. Uh, that's true. So uh, anyway, uh, I've been your host for the month, Max York. You can find me at Max Sims on Twitter. <laughs> Confusing. Um, I am Tim Zamanigan. You can find me on Twitter at Tim Z E E. I'm Evan Ledesma, and you can find me on Twitter at Evsters. Uh, and as always, you can find us on Twitter at MBFGCast. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. We really need some kind of... I feel like this is just going to be an ongoing thing. Yeah. Awkward silence into music is the, the new book. Yeah. Um, um, uh, okay, uh, good. Good night. Good night. Wait. <laughs> no. I no, I almost had some. I had some kind of Castlevania. Thing. Okay, no, we don't. Just hit, hit the button. Hit the button. Hit the button. We're out. Metronomes on. Can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> That's yes. obnoxious. It's perfect uh, rhythm of high roll. Oh no, how? How do I turn it off? There it is. No, that's not it either. Oh boy. Is it like the M button? I thought I thought I no, that's a tuning fork. Then what the f-